Learn to be you, the podcast. Real talk, real people. Welcome back to another episode of the Learn to Be You podcast. Today, we're on episode three, and I have my amazing wife with me today, Leah, and we have the amazing Louisa with us today. So, Louisa, would you like to share with everyone who you are and, and what you're about? Yeah, both. Um, absolutely. Let's just first of all say thank you for inviting me onto this podcast. This is a, a new opportunity for me, and I'm really excited to be on board with both of you. So, yeah, I'm Louisa. I'm a qualified primary school teacher. So I qualified way back in 2002. So I was a teacher for 20 years in a primary school, a mainstream primary school. It was okay. It's all I ever wanted to do. So that was kind of the path I followed. So luckily I knew where I needed to be and I knew what I wanted to do. But it came to the point in December 21 where lots of things had happened in the, the years leading up to that. And I just thought this isn't the place for me anymore. So in December 21, I left the classroom and I, out of nowhere, decided to set up my own business, Leave Bloom Education. So out of nowhere, I've never been business minded, never been um, one to think about being self-employed. To me, teaching was all I wanted to do. So I had to come out of that comfort zone and become a um, self-employed teacher, which has had its challenges, but I absolutely love it. So I now run Believe in Bloom Education. I've recently set up a parent support group for, for that as well, to support the parents. And yeah, I teach online. So I teach to the home educated community during the day. I do one-to-one tuition. And I also go into a special needs school and do one-to-one tuition there. So I've got a lot of different variety to what I do now. Um, yeah, so I support not just the education side, I support the emotional development of children as well, because that was one of the main reasons I left the classroom. As I was, I remember stood in front of 30 children who all had different emotional needs, and I thought, I cannot cater for these children to the best of my ability. I am being pulled left, right, and centre to do other things and to get other bits and pieces done. And I will just want to support those emotional needs. So that's what I do now. I empower children um, to be the best that they can be so that they can learn and get the skills that they want to lead a better life. So in a nutshell, that is who I am and what I do. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that with us. And I absolutely love all that you said there. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation today. So Leo, do you want to spin your magic wheel and let us know what we're talking about? Yeah. Let's see what we I love doing it this way because then I can't prepare. I can't make notes. It pulls me straight out of my comfort zone because I haven't yeah. a clue what we're talking about. And so I actually, did the same. This, yeah, this morning I did the same. I thought, well, I'm going to sit down and prepare. And I started making notes. And I thought, why am I doing this? Because actually it's all in my head anyway. And I think, let's just go for it. Let's just have that conversation. And then it's going to come from the heart. And we'll just have that honest conversation together. Exactly. Growth right here. We're, we're all yeah. learning to be out yeah. of our comfort zones and we don't need to make notes. So, Leah, has, has that wheel spun? Okay, so we have finding, finding the, light the light in the dark. In the dark. Amazing. I always find the right kind of theme comes up. And mm-hmm. actually, I think that finding the light in the dark, is there's lessons there. I think, I think people don't see it in the moments, maybe, when they're in that dark or in those shadows, but definitely. So, yeah, what's that bringing up for you, Louisa? 
Oh, so much. I think all the topics I chose were all intertwined and all related. So all of them have like kind of links. And I tried to pick themes that you would all relate to as well. I know, I know both of you from kind of different strands. And I think we can all associate with having those dark times, whether that's professionally, personally, in our family life, and, you know, from my education side. Um, so it's bringing up so much for me. So for my, if I start from the education side, that darkness of being stood in the classroom and feeling so alone, surrounded by 30 children, but yet feeling so alone and so unhappy, that's all I wanted to do. And I just felt so lost. Mm. And I think when you when you start to feel lost in what you do, you've got to evaluate and think you're not doing the right thing. I wasn't the best person. I wasn't the best teacher I could be then at all. But you need to sometimes get to that darkest place to be able to see that light. And I think sometimes it takes getting to that dark place to open your eyes up to what else is out there. Now, looking back, it's only been just over a year to where I was in that really dark place and um, working as a teacher in the school. More opportunities for me. I didn't know this world was out here. I didn't know that, you know, I didn't know how big the home education community is, how many children are out of school. I've really opened my eyes to, you know, it's affected. And actually, I can now support, and I'm, I'm a better teacher now from taking that step and stepping away from the classroom to support children in a different way. And I think, yeah, that's, to me, that's what's springing to mind. I love that. Sorry about that. My computer's having a meltdown. This is live for you. Um, oh, that's fine. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, I love all that. And that's the thing. I used to obviously work in a school for children mm. with autism. And obviously it's like you have so much stuff put on you. And I was only a high-level TA, so I can just about imagine how much stuff you had put on you as a, as a teacher now you've just i'm going to correct you you weren't only there's that word only you can take that out <laughs> i know as a teacher those high level tas or any tas any support you have in the classroom are an absolute godsend no i think i think that's the thing though isn't it sometimes when you're in that environment you don't feel as appreciated as maybe you yeah. should yeah you know what yeah. i mean and, and 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 it's like it's like obviously i have my challenges with the education system maybe that's another episode but um it, it's about not in in those moments you're you're not only i think i think i think in lots of places your your mental well-being isn't supported as much as it should be so so Absolutely. i guess i kind of um my light in the dark came from actually leaving my job just like you because yeah. i was i was dealing with leah who had been recently diagnosed with um, seratic arthritis and Jaden was being terribly bullied in school and mm -hmm. I was working as a TA um, in an autistic school so obviously that has its challenges as well and I kind of was juggling so many plates and something had to give and that's what I had to give because actually you start don't you realizing like, like you that I can't do what I need to do because there's too many constraints in place so I want to help these these amazing children to be able to tie their shoelaces and go to the toilet independently, but I'm being asked to teach them about Henry VIII. And, it, and, it's it? and, and, and I guess it's not just that kind of, that you've got going on. There, there's also stuff in your own life. And I guess if you're not having the support around you and obviously starting. Absolutely. My, I'm putting it's, myself. It's absolutely that. 
yeah yeah so you know from you can't you've got to be in a good place to be able to be the best that you can be and i know that's very much about what you're both about it's about empowering us to to think about ourselves as well as others so on a flip side of my job as a teacher i'm a mom to a special needs daughter so my daughter's got a disability she's got pitt hopkins syndrome so she's seven and she's non-verbal and she can't walk without support so she needs an awful lot of care she needs full-time care now we're lucky that she does go to a special needs school and she gets an awful lot of support from them but actually um you know she needs mom and I was finding that I was giving myself to 30 kids. So all my energy was given to those 30 kids that when I got home to pick her up from school, I was absolutely exhausted. I've got nothing left to give to her. And I was seeing her for like 20 minutes a day. And I thought, hang on a minute. There's more to life than, you know, life is so short. You need to actually evaluate what's important to you. And she needed mum around more and I needed to feel that I could give to her as much as I could give to these 30 children. So I needed to step away to be able to spend time with her. Now, I get to take her to school now. I get to pick her up from school. I get to have that connection with the staff and have that connection with the parents, which is so important. And that's actually made her so much better because she's seeing more of me and we've got that connection. And I think that's so, so valuable. No, I absolutely agree with what you were just saying there, Louise. Our, um, Jay's having technical issues with his laptop at the moment. That's so, fine. It's just me and you um, for a minute. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, so it's just the two of us at the moment. But I think Jay will agree um, with a lot of what you were just saying there and the reasons there, like, you know, the difficulties that he had missing out on a lot of the things that we were having, like, with Jaden. And, yeah. Because the school, they don't, cater for the parents okay. right there may be a bit of a gap in between this episode because my computer is testing me today the universe is testing me but we keep going so i missed a Absolutely. bit of that conversation determination resilience we're, we're there <laughs> exactly there's lessons in everything isn't there and i guess there is. That, that that's the main thing but yeah i i obviously heard you mentioning some stuff about stuff. I didn't quite catch the bit about your daughter, yeah. but I can re-listen to the episode. But yeah, if you just yeah, carry so on I can, with where I can you go were. back to that. I can go back to that point. Go so for it. very much, my life is very much about me as a teacher and me as a mum and me as me. So from the aspect of me as a mum, I've got a daughter um, Anna who's seven who's got Pitt Hopkins syndrome. So she has a lot of additional needs and needs a lot of care. So. But the main reason of me leaving the classroom was I hadn't got the energy and the I don't know, I hadn't got anything left by the end of the day in the classroom, spreading myself, giving myself to 30 children. Um, it was so hard and I came home and I was exhausted. So actually, I needed to step away from that to give her more time. And that's been so much better. And I said about the community, so having those links with the, the teachers now, having those links with the parents, um, I feel much more part of her school community um, mm. and not just isolated so I'm not just the mum you know that sends a kid off to school I was then part of that and the school have been very good with me in involving me in that so I think that is so important and Leah was saying about you know the schools don't cater for parents and, and some don't because it's that time pressure as a teacher there's so many other pressures on you that actually it's so hard to even cater for the children let alone the parents and I think that is such an important thing mm. um, the parents need to feel heard 
I think that's the thing, though, isn't it? And obviously, we can talk from our own experiences, but I think in most jobs now, and I know it's getting better in some for, for people's mental health, but in, in some, even now, there's still places where it's not being catered for. And that's along with the children, because obviously a lot of the children I work with is one-to-one away from the school system. Um, it, it, it's almost like the school system is being wasted because actually for, for the adults and the teachers, because I, I know quite a few teachers like yourself that have left because they can't do what they want to do within the school Absolutely. system. And it's Absolutely. such a shame because... Yeah. I was saying this to Leah only this morning that there's a handful of amazing teachers and educators out there, but actually they're almost getting shoved out of the system. So then people see the teachers that maybe are not, and it's not those teachers' fault. It's it's, it's not their fault because it's, it's almost they're not, and I know this from speaking, through your teacher training, do not get taught about how to deal with your own mental health, let alone 30 children. So it's it's, yeah. it's, 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 a, it's a system that I think definitely needs updating. And that's the thing. But Leah, when, where, where, where can you relate to this? Obviously, we're coming from pressure of work and life. Kind of where, where would you say you, you came into the light from the dark? Um, I've been thinking of that. And to be honest, I've, don't feel like I don't know if I actually can fully resonate as such with what you're saying because mm-hmm. for me I feel like I've gone through my life avoiding the dark. Right, okay. I've avoided getting into those places. I've I I've I've but I guess it's to the detriment of myself, really, because I've not fully allowed myself to feel in those moments and get to that dark place to be able to almost grow from the lessons that sit within that that space. So I think, yeah, for me, I'm not. I don't really know. Honestly, like, you know, like when you're like forced into a space that you you know you don't feel right, you're then almost forced to grow and almost feel into what your real, I guess it goes to the previous episode we've had on the podcast on like the passion and purpose. Mm. I guess that's where you fully really embody what that is for you. And I don't know whether I'm actually there or not. And I wonder if that's like a coping mechanism, isn't it? It's that... I don't want to go into that place, so I'm going to keep myself here so that I don't go into that place. Whereas I don't have that control. Sometimes, you know, whatever happens in life makes me feel really down and really upset. And sometimes things are really, really tough. But I kind of, I haven't got that control to, and like I think Jason at the beginning, sometimes you don't know you're there at the time. Mm time to actually look back and think actually I wasn't in a good place then and I'd forgotten all these systems that I'd learned so it's definitely a control thing isn't it Leah to be able to control those emotions and control where you go with that thing as well because I think when I look over what I guess for a lot of people would have been or 
even to a sense should have been those dark places the fear of me going into that and not coming out of it was much stronger than allowing myself to actually go into it to learn if that makes sense yeah so I've not allowed myself to really I guess feel the emotions completely mm-hmm. on the what the the things that I've gone through um but it comes up it comes up with through the triggers and phrases that are used you know Jay and I had a um I guess you could say disagreement yesterday over triggers for me and it's I, I think probably yesterday was um maybe the first time I allowed my feelings to hit the air by writing it down so I guess it's something that I need to really I guess embody more allow the allow it to just be free but feeling safe in doing that I think I think that's absolutely right within myself to allow myself to do that and it's knowing what works for you doesn't it I think it's interesting that you're very aware of your feelings you're very aware of what you're doing and I think that's right I think having that safe space and finding a safe way to let those emotions out I think sometimes we can go through life covering up things and hiding things but actually I've learned you know, particularly through you, Jay, watching some of your videos about it's okay to be honest and it's okay to say when you're having, you know, those dark times and those bad times and there's no shame in that. And I think sometimes, I think particularly for men, it's it's very hard to let those feelings out. And um, I know from, from my point of view, I'm I'm very honest now with how I'm feeling. If I'm struggling, I get support by saying that I'm struggling and actually that helps me by letting that out. But everybody's different and I think you know my partner would say completely opposite he he doesn't he hides away and and bottles that up and that's shown in different ways and it's I think that's really important that we all recognize that we're different and we all recognize that we have different strategies in in dealing with those dark times no that's the thing isn't it and I think as as a coach what I do when I work with children and adults I'm very much about, I found my way, now let me help you find your way. It's not a one-size-fits-all, and I think that's what we need to learn in life. But definitely from a man's perspective, it's the things you're taught as you're growing up, and actually it's weak to be vulnerable. But do you know what? I'm leading the way because it's it's empowering. It's empowering Absolutely. to say I'm struggling today because that's the thing. And it's not it's not taking away from women because actually I know there's women that struggle with this too and almost like need that permission to to, to let things out. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's all these things that you don't realise that have been put on you as you've grown up. And as you get older, you just start taking them away and you start realising what they mean for you. And, and and that's the thing. And I think with you, Leah, I think sometimes it's not, you can disagree with me if you want to here, you don't have a safe space around you. I think you don't feel safe. No, that's what I said. I don't feel out. safe within myself. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, yeah that's what I said. Yeah. I, like, so, so, I don't feel safe in myself to let that out. I almost go into, I think it's so ingrained in me that I'm not safe 
when I'm being shown that safety, that's like, this is not normal, get away. So it's kind of, it's that internal battle that we all kind of have to some extent. But I think for me, <coughs> excuse me, I, I struggle to really use my voice, I guess, when it comes to me personally. I'm very good at what I do for other people. I know that I'm I can I can guide, I can do all of that till the cows come home almost, you know, there's no I I don't struggle there at all, but when it comes to almost practicing what I preach, mm. it it it's near on impossible. And I, I think with all three of us, we're very much givers. We're very much in our roles, we give to other people and support and empower other people. But actually, we do need to do that and take notice of that ourselves. And I think I've started to do that more since setting up Believe in Bloom because my lessons are all about empowerment and positivity and being aware of our feelings. And I think it isn't just about talking about it, is it, Leah? You know, it can be shown in art. It can be shown in, in journaling. It can be shown in our actions. And I think it's just finding the way that works for all of us. And I think, you know, from from me, last week I realised... I hadn't been doing my journaling. I hadn't been doing my meditation in the evening. I hadn't been going for those swims and those walks. I hadn't been eating healthily. And I hadn't noticed any of that until actually you step out and you think, that's why I'm not feeling in a good place. And it doesn't have to be anything massive, does it? It's just making those small changes and finding things that work for us that will allow us to feel those dark feelings, but actually see the light in that as well I think for me one of the most beneficial things I found is I find it really hard with Anna sometimes I find it hard to communicate and to understand what she's trying to to say to me so at the minute we're getting a lot of head banging and that can be an excitement and frustration and it's you spend a lot of time trying to analyze and understand and actually what I need to do is just keep her safe and keep her happy and I think sometimes you can feel so, I think, what's the word I'm looking for? Not capable of doing what I need to do as a mum. But actually, I am capable. The fact that I'm worrying about that makes me a good mum. And I have to just reframe those thoughts. Um, you know, I am a good mum. I know... I may not always understand her, but she knows that I'm there for her. And I think sometimes we just have to reframe those thoughts that are coming in. And I need to do that more because I need to know that when it's tough, there is light there. And we all, life is like that. Life always has these peaks and troughs. And we will, and I know I'm in a good place to speak, but I know that there will be challenges. But I need to look after myself to be able to deal with those challenges and I need to keep those strategies up. Those small changes become habits that I know has a massive effect on my mental health. Would you agree with that, Jay? I, I love uh, that. And that's the thing, isn't it? Sometimes, like you say, the small things we do, you almost 
don't see them falling away. And then, like you say, it's the self-awareness, isn't it? I think I think it's not about you're not going to have dark days and you're not and, – and, but like you said, you always come out the other side yeah. and then just remembering that. But it's, it's almost – Doing the small thing, it's like it's like I, I, the thing that always sticks in my mind is that is the aeroplane and the oxygen mask. Because I used yeah, to think, no, absolutely. I put that straight on my child. What are yeah. you talking about, you crazy people? But actually, mm-hmm. if we don't give to ourselves, we have nothing to give. We have nothing yeah. to give our children. And and this is the thing. And I, I can totally resonate. Obviously, our son Jaden, who is home educated, doesn't have additional needs. But actually, mm-hmm. I still question. Are the route we're putting him on here um, the right route for him? Is, yeah. is is this the right route? Because around me, nobody home educates, so I don't know mm-hmm. how this goes. I don't, and, and I don't suppose you do know. But like you say, I know in my core, I'm keeping him safe because in school, it wasn't the place for him, and, and school isn't the place for every child, and that's absolutely fine. But yeah. I know I'm keeping him safe, and you definitely are a good mum because actually, even being self-aware that you need to put yeah. those things in place so you can be there for your daughter is definitely making you a good mom. And this is what I love about these conversations and I love about the community and the soul family I'm building. We're there for each other. There's no yeah. judgment. There's nothing. You could reach out to me tomorrow just for a chat and I'd be there because actually as parents, I think also we need to build this community and stop going around judging each other and just be there to hold space because actually it's hard. You've got yeah. this little human yeah. that you're supposed to raise with with yeah. no book. You've got yeah. no book on your own mental health. What am I doing here with my, even myself? But actually doing what you're doing and showing up for you by taking yourself out of that, the job that wasn't helping your mental health and making you happy and doing those small things, your daughter feels that. There doesn't yeah. need to be words. Energetically, she'll feel that. So yeah. actually what an amazing role model you're being for her and all the other children you work with. And I think that's an important point to remember, isn't it? To give back to you. But also, like you said, it doesn't have to be massive things. It doesn't have to be self-care is, I'm going to go take myself to the spa for the day. It could be journaling. It could be an affirmation. It can even be, and and people won't see this because I'm not going to share the video, but the amazing colourful words that are behind you on your wall, Louisa, that actually every time you look at probably help you to feel better. It could be anything. Absolutely. And I think you've said something there about those questionings. We question ourselves as parents all the time. Am I doing the right thing? Is this the right thing for my child? But I think the very point that we are questioning means that we are doing it for the right reason, means that we have that thought of their best best interests at heart. And I think that, that parent guilt can sometimes really, really hurt. But I think we have to always come back to the fact that we're doing that with the best interests of our family. And it may not be what everybody else thinks is right. And we may be on a different path. I know I'm certainly on a very different path to lots of my friends and my family. But you follow your child, don't you? And you have to think constantly about their best interests. Because when you become a parent, you, you want everything to be the very best that you can for your child. And I think this is two words, happy and safe. And I think if my child can be happy and safe, then I've done a good job. And I think the same with you. You know, you are you have obviously thought about Jaden's best interests and you've got to have that belief that you are doing the right thing for him. He will soon tell you if you're not. And I'm sure, you know, you'll find ways and it might not be the right thing, you know, in in so many years time. But you will always have his best interests and you will know you know him best. 
And as parents, we have to make those decisions. Some of them are not easy, but we have to make those decisions. I love that. And, and I think Leah can probably resonate with the parent guilt on, on when you got um, diagnosed with your disabilities because you couldn't do as much with Jaden. So I don't know if you want to share any of that. Yeah, I think with that, because up until Jaden was about, I think Jaden must have been about four when I first started getting the symptoms, I guess, of the arthritis. And up until that point, I was like, I'd say I was like very active with Jaden. I was always doing stuff with him, and when he got that got it got to that point, and the pain just kicked in, and there was weeks, two weeks, whatever, like where I was just stuck in bed and I couldn't move, and you know, I'm trying to like push through to do the the school run, and it, like that was it, just doing that was a struggle, and then he's coming home, and I've not done anything in the house, I've not been able to prepare dinner, and. Jay's coming home from work and nothing's done. And so I guess in those moments, I did feel like that failure as a mum. I wasn't the mum Jaden deserved. So I did have, like, I guess at that, at that period of time, it was that extreme guilt, not even just the mum guilt, but I think I had that guilt as a wife. I was no longer enough there. So there was a lot of, um, I guess you could say that probably was like I'm saying about those dark times, but I tried not to actually go into it. I guess that probably was like a a, a dark period for me, but I never really. But again, you're identifying that, that now. You're looking back, and you can identify those feelings now, because mm -hmm. we were saying earlier in those times you can't always identify with that. You kind of go with it, don't you? But. Mm -hmm. You were obviously doing what you needed to do. This was out of your control. This isn't something you had any control over. And I think you were doing what you needed to do. You needed to rest. You needed to come to, you know, you know, understanding yeah. of what was going on. Um, and I think sometimes we forget to do that. And I think, you know, we can't feel guilty for looking after ourselves. We can't because, you know, you are an amazing mum. And, you know, you give everything to, to your son. So you needed that time to to get your head around what was going on yeah I think sometimes I still don't have my head around it I still mm. try and push through I still ignore the warning signs I guess um because I can't go back to that place yeah and it's like what you were saying earlier about that control I need to control that not that control me mm -hmm. so there is that like element to it as well so I won't allow myself to have those rest days because then it's not control of me it's about identifying that isn't it and knowing those triggers and I think if we know our own triggers then we know what we need to do to avoid going there so it's having it's being aware of ourselves isn't it and that self-awareness is so important I think for everybody for ourselves as adults and for our children that self-awareness is so key to you know to moving on with our life in a positive way i absolutely love that and that's the thing isn't it i think i think that's the thing isn't it self-awareness is key to lots of areas of your life whether and I, th I think another point which people don't really 
get told about your mental health. Everybody has mental health, whether it's a zero or a 10, we all have it. So we all should be looking after it. And I guess we're taught. And I guess a lot of the children I speak to when we talk about mental health, only hear that word when things are going wrong. When yeah, parents are having mental health crises or or yeah. they're feeling and and I think we should be educating everybody that everybody has mental like you have physical health, you have mental health, and you yeah, should be doing those things. Lot, yeah, the media has a lot to do with this as well, doesn't it? The media is very much all about mental health, mental mental health, but it's always done in a very negative way. So absolutely that term mental health doesn't have to be a negative phrase and it shouldn't be. You're absolutely right. We have our physical health we need to look after, our mental health is exactly the same. And that's the thing, isn't it? And and, and it's, I guess it's just sharing some of those things to people because I guess a lot of people get in their own way with different areas of their life, but especially when empowering your own mental health because it, it sounds difficult. It's not. It can be journaling, like you said, Louisa. It yeah. can be walking in nature. Yeah. It could be it can be meeting up with friends that empower you. It can be anything. It doesn't have to be long counseling sessions if that's not where you want to go absolutely my mine was this morning i thought right i need to start the day well my guilty pleasure is a bit of westlife so put a bit of westlife on in the kitchen do a bit of cleaning five minutes just singing and doing a bit of cleaning just little things finding what makes us tick you put a smile on your face then that gives you that right kind of mindset for the day and i think it's so important that we all recognize what makes us tick and what gives us that positivity and just surrounding ourselves with those positive people as well that's a massive difference as well being in that world where you've got support around you and finding finding what works for you is really important no i totally agree and i think i think the people is is quite a big one for me because like you every morning i do things that help me feel better so every morning um, if people have listened to the previous episode with Lynette, they'll know where I am. I'm on a call with Lynette Gray and my wife's there and, and there's lots of other people and we're empowering each other and we're meditating and we're sharing and we're doing that and sharing the energy as a group and it's just a nice place to be. But but like you say, it can even be as simple as listening to Westlife. I love a bit of cheesy music. It's my oh, favourite. Oh, you've got it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it, and, and, and it does make you feel, but it doesn't have to be so hard. I guess <laughs> a lot of the stuff that I've learned personally from my own journey is it's all the simple things that really help all the simple yeah. things we overlook, like yeah. a bit of music, like gratitude, thinking yeah. what you're grateful for. Some people would be like, how on earth does that help? But oh, it, it actually rewires your brain. Yeah. It also, absolutely. You cannot feel any other emotion, emotion yeah. when you're being grateful. So yeah. actually those, it's just little things. And like you say, everybody's on their own journey and it's not, Piling your plate with a load of things because I don't know if anybody's read the book, The Miracle Morning. It's an amazing book, but it gives you lots of things to do in the morning. And all I was doing was going, didn't take that off today. Didn't take that off today. Feeling rather rubbish about myself. So actually, it's about finding your balance, isn't it? Your harmony. It is, and it's about flipping that round. And like, you know, as you were talking then, I just kept thinking about when we got Anna's diagnosis and we knew she wasn't going to follow the same path as other children. And and you can you can go into that dark place and think, why me? And why has this happened? And and we did, we did find that really hard. But then actually, I look at her now and think, actually, I feel really blessed to be given her. I feel lucky 
she's taught me the value of the simple things in life. So she loves food. <laughs> she loves nature. She loves trees and birds and butterflies and dogs. So those small things to her, being outside, are massive. She will never know of all the rubbish that goes on in the world. She will never know of the wars and the fights and the, the negativity and the, the financial crisis. She won't know of any of that. She will only know love. And I think those simple things, we can all learn so much from her. She's definitely taught me so much. I would not be doing what I'm now. I wouldn't be talking to you now. I wouldn't be doing what I do if it wasn't for her and she has taught me so much those simple things are not little they are massive and we can all learn a lot from her i think that's absolutely beautiful what you just said there and if anything anyone can only take one thing away that is the key point it's it this is the thing isn't it and i i don't know i kind of believe our children choose us, and I think she definitely chose you, and you've definitely taken from the lessons. Because my son teaches me lessons every day, every yeah. day, because I've lost that ego of he's a child and I'm an adult, that that mistrunchable attitude, <laughs> I'm big, you're small, I'm right, you're wrong. And and I guess when you can come away from that, and I guess I, guess I don't know about you, but with your daughter, you can just be present in that moment yeah. with her. Yeah. And actually, that's everything. And like yeah. you say, I, I love that. I used to work in a place... Um, with 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 children with additional needs, so obviously after school, and and there were children mm. with lots of different needs, and actually, how happy they are! Their yeah. life to us as as is like, oh my goodness, the amount you go through daily, but they're so happy. So yeah. so they're getting something right, and 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 we can learn a lot from them. So I absolutely love what you just said there. We, this has been an amazing episode. We even with the technical difficulties so <laughs> let's just um start wrapping up with our our points and if there's any key points or anything you'd recommend some simple things for people who are in the dark place right now that maybe want to get out of it but are not quite sure what to do so so just some recommendations so leah do you want to go first on that anything that maybe you'd re i know you're still saying you're on that journey yourself and we all are but is there anything kind of that you do that makes you feel good um, I don't, I don't know. I know I like I enjoy like the the work that I do. I enjoy the the like doing the tarot cards and the spirit readings. I enjoy like the like crocheting um things like that. But I find that I don't give myself I don't allow myself to do it enough or I fall into the stories of um certainly when it comes to the tarot I pull away from it like I stop going online so much with it because I fall into the the story of you're trying to create a business keep giving so much away for free the business isn't going to come to you so stop doing that and then I think it's when I stop doing that I guess I do kind of start going downwards a little bit because it's it's doing those weekly lives or whatever that fills me up for that week. So I feel like, I guess, having this conversation today has almost given me that insight that actually I need to do what's right for me and stop falling into the, the trap of how to, like, to have this business mindset. I don't have a business mindset right now so stop try, stop trying to 
fake it till you make it almost. Um, and I, I think, Lou, in this session, you've grown so much. I think your self-awareness, and again, it's spiralled in different directions, this, this conversation, but actually your self-awareness and your recognising of your feelings, I think, has been so, so powerful in this session today. Thank you. I think what you said as well, um, Louisa, just like that last point you said there, is actually connecting to love. And we hear that quite a lot on our morning calls, but I think you can very easily just be blase over it and it's like connecting to yeah yeah just connect to love and just yeah. and it almost sounds a bit like airy fairy but the reality of it is love is the key it is everything we do is centered around love yeah in every um, aspect of our life that is the center of that yeah um, which are, which i think is very easy to i guess that's probably one of the first things on your routines that slip away that that goes it's that love and then everything like it all kind of spirals from there when you disconnect from the true meaning of love but it's love for ourselves as well mm. so we have to remember not to give everything we need to first of all think about loving ourselves and finding what we love because then that will make us better at giving to other people as well yeah, I love that. And, and that's the thing, isn't it? If we look through the lens of love or ask what would love do? And you're right, it is about giving you love. But I think it's about reframing that because for a lot of people out there, I guess maybe maybe especially parents, we're taught that it's selfish to give to you first, which is absolute rubbish. So maybe it's just about filling yourself up with the things you love, but actually reframing that actually, if you don't put yourself first, then you have nothing to give. But I absolutely love this. Um, yeah, even technical difficulties and all. So, thank you very can much I, for can joining. I just, can I just say Go a quick it. thank you? So, a quick thank you. This has been a really lovely, honest conversation, and I think we all have times where we feel the dark, but actually finding what makes us work or what we need to get us back to the light is so important, and I think we need to be very aware of that ourselves, but also we need to teach our children to do that as well, to understand our emotions and um, to know what we can do to see the light because there is a lot of light out there we just need to find what works for us so thank you both for allowing me to join you today on your podcast thank you for, for joining us it's it has been very insightful i've enjoyed the peaks of this and i've <laughs> brought a few dips in there but it has i've enjoyed the jay likes to um call it like the rainbow conversation that we've had absolutely i love a rainbow gotta love a rainbow exactly <laughs> thank you louisa thank you thank you for listening to our podcast i hope you found it just as powerful listening as we found it recording if you would like to reach out to any of us on this episode You'll find our details in the description below.